Welcome to River Life Podcasts. We're a church family embracing the Father's presence, releasing empowered people to declare and demonstrate Christ's kingdom. We trust that God would use what you hear today to bless and grow you so that you would be a blessing to those around you. For more information about River Life Baptist Church, go to riverlifechurch.org.au or find us on social media. You know, the expansion, the extension of God's kingdom throughout all the earth happens in so many different ways as His kingdom comes and His work is done. His will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And we know we serve a God who is a, a mighty God of justice, a, a God who longs to ensure that the poor, the orphan, the widow, the poor and the destitute, those who are treated unjustly, are brought to justice, are treated fair, those who are discriminated against are treated fairly. And uh, and the work of International Justice Mission just endeavours to do that on, on such a wonderful scale uh, all throughout the world. And today it's our privilege to be able to have with us uh, uh, Lucille Tejido from the Philippines. Uh, so why don't you put your hands together and please would you welcome Lucille. Wow, Lucille, so nice to have you with us. Such a gift to be here, John. And you're from the Philippines, so you said before, from Cebu. Yes, from Cebu. Okay, so tell me, how long have you been working with IJM? Um, just 10 years. So I've been with IJM for a decade now. Wow, just. Can you believe it? Just, just a decade. Just a decade. I'm sure that in just that decade, <laughs> there's been a whole amount of great work being done. Um, and, uh, and you're right thick on the ground, yeah, in doing yes, that? Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about what your role is with IJM. Yeah, when I started at IJM, I was a private prosecutor handling cases in court. Um, and now I am a, uh, leading our team, uh, especially in our work in IJM Cebu. So I lead a team of about 40 staff now. Wow. Um, doing work on the ground. Yeah, so good. So uh, your background is you're an attorney. Yes, I am a lawyer by training. Yes, and so, uh, and uh, you know, what called you into doing that? Like, uh, you, you, you're a Filipino, so uh, studied there, grew up in there. How did you hear and work about IJM? Yes, and uh, I will even share about a story um, in my message uh, later today, but it was really God um, putting me in a place where I could not unsee the oppression and the abuse right before my eyes. So I go to a school that's right in the middle of a red light district. And so every night I go out of my school and see children being sold for sex in bars and clubs. So today is a day where we will be talking openly uh, about the work that IGM does in the Philippines. Uh, if you have little kids watching at home or here within the auditorium, you might think about uh, heading uh, into another space just for, uh, or as an adult, making your choice around that as well. Uh, if any of this does impact you in other ways, um, you can reach out to us, out, out to our Life Center for prayer, uh, for counseling and help in any way if that does at all affect you. But we'd love to pray for you uh, as you deliver the message today. Can we do that? Let's reach out our hands towards Lucille. Father God, we just thank you so much for the wonderful work that you do, God, that you provide for, that you uh, establish and continue in and through the work of iGEMS. And particularly this day, we ask Holy Spirit, your fresh anointing upon Lucille as she shares with us that, uh, God, we would catch uh, your heart 
for what is being done, Lord God, and how that we might engage in partnership with you, Father God. Even though so far away, we have much we can do from here. Um, we ask that you now take the seal and use her to be your mouthpiece, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good time. Good morning. Well, it is my first time in Australia. So a new place, a new experience, and had the, the gift of experiencing the relaxed um, culture of Australians, a bit chi um, chilled down um, compared to the business of Cebu City, where I come from. And I arrived in Brisbane, um, checked in, security all set. It was quite easy. Uh, a little different from what I used to even like in the airports, but I think, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and of course, I land in Brisbane, and sure, it's a new experience and new people um, I get to uh, talk with, and I think, yeah, it's, I think I have a hand on this, and I think I can do this. Uh, and experiences like this, um, you have a sense of security and sense of control, and we love it, right? You're the familiarity of the situation, and we say, yeah, we can do this. But let me ask you this, have you ever felt powerless or overwhelmed? I've been in a situation where, you know, I wanted things to change, but either I haven't had the experience or the skill set to, or even both, to deal with a certain situation. And you just need to know where to start. Like, what can I do? How do you do all these things? And I found myself saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. And so, just skewing in from what John asked earlier, like how I came about to do what I do at IJM, allow me to share an experience I had 15 years ago. Yes, I may look young to you, but I've had 15 years ago, it was quite a long time. Um, in 2007, I was a sophomore in law school then, and I have evening classes. So weekly, I go to my school and study about the law and how it protects citizens. However, I go out of my university and right across the street where I usually park my car are just girls outside the clubs and bars, barely closed. And this was the scene that I go out to every night for four years in law school the blatant selling of children for sex. And I feel an inner stirring in my heart, and I knew something had to be done for these children and to these traffickers. And, but every day, I feel just overwhelmed with a million questions. Like, after all, during that time, I was just a student. Like, what can I do? Where do I start? Do I even know how to make a difference in a situation like that? And so, it is very much easy for me to just step away and just drove away from that situation. And I know that God was tearing something in my heart, but the enormity of the problem is just debilitating. There seemed to be no glimpse of hope that a difference could be made. I distanced myself from the pain and suffering that I saw. 
as well as I distance myself from God's power to shine light in the darkest of places. And so every night after my class, I look at the girls from across the street and feeling hopeless and immobilized. And every night I look at them, get in my car, and just drove away. And this changed when I began to intern at IJM's first office in Cebu City as part of an immersion program in law school. And at that time, IJM was working with Philippine law enforcement to combat and address the crime committed against children, traffic for sex in bars, brothels, and in the street. And that experience just powerfully moved me because that exactly was the steering that I felt and God put in my heart. And so immediately after I passed the bar in, two, in 2012, I applied for the position of staff attorney and served as a private prosecutor representing victims of child sex trafficking in my very own city. And as I've shared, I've been with IJM for 10 years now leading my team in the trenches and in some of the darkest places of exploitation. Fighting unspeakable violence done to children in my city and in the Philippines. In 2015, the online sexual exploitation of children was an uncharted territory for me and my team. Perpetrators were not only able to direct and watch the sexual abuse done to children live stream on the internet, they were also shielded by the virtual world of the internet, the anonymity that comes with it. The crime was so hidden and so layered that even as we worked with Philippine police uh, officers, they were just not equipped to respond to that kind of crime. It was so challenging to detect where the abuse is happening. It was so challenging to arrest the perpetrators both in the country in Philippines and in the demand countries. And this allowed traffickers to continue abusing children without fear of even getting caught. And you can just imagine that um, enormity of the situation and also knowing that Philippines is the global hotspot of this crime. In 2020, the Philippine government received 1.2 million online tips. So internet service providers would put together a report and send this in for that law enforcement to act on and investigate. And this was three times more than in 2019. And as cases continue to pile up, my team and I kind of like braced ourselves of what we might read and witness, and we brace ourselves for the gravity of the abuse and the interventions needed to rehabilitate the survivors of this type of abuse. Earlier this year, I had the privilege of working closely with Ruby, a survivor of online sexual exploitation. And she is a winner of the Women of the Future Award in Southeast Asia. Just an incredible and inspiring young woman. Ruby was 15 years old when she lost both of her parents. And during that time, she received a job offer to work in an internet shop. She was uh, one of the 10 siblings. 
and her family did not have access to resources or even opportunities. So she thought, this offer is really God sent. And so she fell into the prey of a trafficker. Instead of a computer shop, Ruby found herself trapped in an online sex trafficking den with several other girls. They were locked up in a house with thick curtains and they were not allowed to even look out. And Ruby, along with the other girls, they were forced to do whatever the customers would ask and direct. And this was live streaming of the sexual abuse of these girls during that time. The income that she made from each show was taken by her recruiter to pay for food and bills and shampoo and the list goes on. So she was practically in debt bondage. And Ruby blamed herself for falling prey into this trap of the inescapable dark world. She was disgusted, as you can imagine, by every action she was asked to do. She felt weak, low, and desperate to escape. And every time she hears a siren of police that would go by the neighborhood, she would scream hoping that somebody would hear her. For months, nobody did. And one day she attempted to escape and her life was threatened with a knife to her throat. The other girls did not attempt to speak. They just looked at her and shivered with fear. And that night, Ruby found herself crying on the bathroom floor, and she cried out to God, God, if you are real, take me out of here. She didn't know that about the same time that she prayed that, the law enforcement in the Philippines, together with IJM, were working heads down, figuring out where she was. And Ruby's story is just one of the many that we must grapple with. Me and my team are often asked, like, how do we muster the strength to show up every day and look at this abuse right in the eye? How do we hang in there when so much seems to be going against us? And this question is real for me, for my team, and I, I guess for you as well as you're hearing our work. And there is so much that is beyond our control in this situation, so much beyond Ruby's control. God's word to us this morning is that we can trust him. We can trust him. And we know things might not work exactly how we imagined it or exactly how we planned it, but God still says, trust me, I am with you. And that's just so beautiful, a promise that's so inspiring and encouraging for us. And this God, our God, is also the God of hope. We continue to show up because every step of the way, God gives us hope. This God is the same God of hope that repairs broken walls. This God holds wicked accountable. And most importantly, this God carries the weight of protecting children from any form of violence. Our God carries the weight with us and for us when we no longer can. And this God promises to take all that is broken and not only to make it whole, but to make it better.
And isn't this God's word for us this morning? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. We saw this God is at work the day after Ruby cried out for help. The very next morning, she was rescued together with five other girls, and their traffickers were arrested and are now serving 15 years in prison. Praise God. And indeed, it was God who showed up for Ruby. This is the God that we serve, and this God is able, my friends. And while Ruby's road to justice and restoration was long and challenging, Ruby shares that with this, with God's grace and the support of those who stood by her, she was able to heal. And she slowly found herself moving past the traumatic experience into a place of free from anger and pain, into a place of peace and forgiveness. And today, Ruby lives in freedom. She is a leader of the Philippine Survivor Network, who is now growing and has 80 survivors, uh, survivor members, and they're using their stories to raise awareness of this issue of online sexual exploitation, not only in the Philippines, but all over the world. And also, she has been using her voice to speak to government leaders, uh, especially in conversations that would impact tangible changes for survivors in our country. And she's inspiring other survivors, catalyzing action towards ending online sexual exploitation of children and moving governments to ownership over child protection. In the past years, my team and I have gone through seasons of waiting as well. As you would imagine, the pandemic hit all of us. And during the pandemic, we couldn't even begin to imagine how are we going to continue our work amidst the craziness of what has been um, during the pandemic. There were lockdowns, quarantine staff, and even our police partners have been slowed down as well. There were court closures, and our team do trainings a lot, and you can just imagine how do we recalibrate trainings to on online platforms, those, everything has changed. However, time and time again, it was proven to us that lockdowns do not quarantine the power of God. In our limitations, we saw him do exceedingly more than what we could even ask or imagine. Though our team could not travel, rescues continued to happen. We were able to provide remote support and coordinate with police partners on the ground. And training also continued to happen. It was quite challenging to have it on an online platform, but it did happen. And we were able to reach more partners than we could have if we had to travel from island to island. Good thing if there are flights to those islands. And usually we travel by boat and bus rides. And during the pandemic, 279 victims were rescued from online sexual exploitation, and 42 traffickers were arrested. 
were arrested, and they were restrained from exploiting other children. And finally, after two years of hiatus in rescues, especially in the central part of the Philippines, we have seen and celebrated a breakthrough. And we say celebration in Cebu, where I come from, we are known for the lichon, a roasted pig on the table. And so we celebrated literally with a roasted pig on the table and not a plate of rice on the side, not a platter of rice, but a pot of rice next to the roasted pig on the table. So you can just imagine the celebration that we were in during that time. Our police officers in that region are now on a streak of rescue operations, more than we could even keep up sometimes. And just last month, my team in Cebu and our team in Manila supported a double-header rescue operation. So two related rescues from dif uh, um, simultaneously in different locations. And that night, 12 victims were rescued and two perpetrators arrested. And the online sex offender in the U.S. was earlier arrested as well. Yes, it is another day of hustling on the ground, as I thought, but when we took a step back, we realized that that rescue operation last month has led us to an incredible milestone of over 1,000 rescued from online sexual exploitation in the Philippines since 2011. And that's just so unbelievable. That's just so unbelievable. And this means over a thousand lives have been taken out from abusive environments into a place of hope, freedom, and restoration. And can you see now that with God, nothing, nothing is impossible. He meets our limitations with his unending resource stream and accomplishes more than we could ask for or imagine. And my team and I continue to charge into the enormity of the problem with abounding hope because, because we have seen God's handprint in this mission. Every step of the way, from one rescue to another. And it is hope in this God who is able to immeasurably accomplish more than all we could ask or imagine that strengthens my faith that strengthens my belief that one day we will sweep this crime into the dustbin of history, both in my country and here and in other parts of the world. The transformation that we have seen so far is encouraging, but more has to be done to end online sexual exploitation of children. With technology involved, it is a crime committed all around the world, and in fact, over 50 million people right now are exploited. 28 million of people are under some form of forced labor, including sexual exploitation. In the United Kingdom alone, between 550 to 850 people pose sexual risks online to children. And this gives you a sense of the scale of this crime. And Australia, along with North America and Europe, are creating this type of demand. 
This is an urgent call, a wake-up call to the world. And more and more children face abuse, and we must all focus our efforts and solutions proven to reduce this. And both ending impunity in the supply country, in my country, and in countries where demand has been created. But knowing and believing who God is over the enormity of this brokenness, knowing and believing that we stand in the midst of a great miracle of transformation in my country and in yours, and knowing and believing that in the midst of a powerful story of restoration in the lives of these survivors, and knowing and believing that God is as invested in the transformation of hearts as his children. Just taking that all in. How can we not fight with hope, right? How can we not show up every day and look at evil in the eye in the name and bringing the name of the Lord? And the same power is working in you. The same God is working his power in you. And I hope that what I have been sharing today gives us a glimpse of where God is working in the Philippines. What has God been saying to you this morning? How has he challenged you to respond today? And as I bring my work uh, into this church this morning, can I ask you to support us monthly as a freedom partner? I ask this because really, our work cannot continue without the support that we're getting from the generosity of people. And I know that as God steers you, steers your heart to yearn for the freedom of those who are still oppressed and out there yet to be rescued. And if you are already a freedom partner, thank you. Thank you for your support has done huge impact in the work that we do in the field. And also, can I ask you to still make a one-off gift today? And if you're already um, feeling God move in your heart, we also ask you to pray, to pray for our team and for the work that has been done in the trenches. Pray for us. Your support makes an incredible difference to us as we work to end terrible scourge of this crime in the Philippines. And I'm just going to give you a moment to consider this. You can use the QR code to make your commitment this morning. You know, every day at 8.30 in the morning, our team gathers in person or virtually, as this is the new normal. But every day, we don't fail to show up at 8.30 prayer time to pray together as a team. We worship together, and as you may know, we also lament together. We praise God together. We do this because we can trust God who is at work, the God who can do exceedingly more than all we could ask and imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And you too have been praying with us. And you too have been with us in this journey every step of the way. And we thank you. Your partnership 
has such an amazing impact in our work. And we stand in the front lines in the fight against OSEC. You continue to carry us in the presence of our loving Father, who not only hears the cries of the oppressed, but He is able to exceedingly do more than all we could ask or imagine in bringing each one of them to freedom. Ms. Hill, thank you so much. Church, um, you can see why we love the work that IJM does. It's work that um, you and I uh, can only partner with from here, but to hear from the field, from Lucille, who does that, uh, it stirs my heart to want to do something, to, to jump on board and to make that difference that you've just been hearing about. When I read words like this out of Isaiah, which says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed. It's easy to think, well, I don't see those things every day when I drive to work. I don't see those things maybe every day in my neighborhood or across the street from my university. But when we hear that what we can do from here to support in prayer and financially to partner, to allow the good work. There's only one reason we can't save more people. And that's just because we can't expand the work that's being done unless there is support to make it happen. So I deeply encourage you to, to look at that QR code, scan it in. You can make a decision a little bit later if you're not willing to now, but head to the IJM website and you can do the same thing there. This morning also, if you would like to actually spend a little bit more time understanding the work that Lucille has introduced us to today firsthand, uh, Lucille and uh, our friends from IJM, Dave and Maddie, are going to be uh, in the lounge with me. And if you would like to join us there, we'd like to be able to spend more time uh, letting you know how you can be engaged, involved, understand, uh, receive uh, prayer. Uh, points every week to be able to stand with these guys as they stand in prayer we can too right alongside with them allowing our God the one who we've heard this morning can do immeasurably more than we could ask imagine or even dream should we pray I think that's the fitting response huh let us pray our Lord and great God our God of justice boy if our hearts are moved for those who are oppressed those held in slavery and captivity, those who have lost dignity and respect because of the unspeakable things that they've been asked or told or made to do. Oh, how much more your heart of compassion, our great merciful and loving God must be moved. Father, move our hearts too like yours. We pray for Lucille and her team that you might increase their influence, that you might continue to give them favour as they work with the government and the law enforcement agencies and that, Lord God, you would open up uh, the the insight, the understanding of what is required, the resources to freely flow into the work at IJM in Cebu 
so that their Lord God might be a bringing down of these, these, these rackets, these strongholds. And there might be more and more children and women walking free. And we pray that each one of them, as they are rescued, that it would become obvious to them that they're being rescued by a people who are motivated by their love for you. And they too would come to know you and experience not only freedom from the things that they have been engaged in, but freedom, a peace of heart and soul and mind and spirit, being freed from the clutches of evil and set into a wonderful eternity full of hope with you. So Father, we thank you so much for this great work. May it continue to be blessed. May you continue to favour it, Lord, and, and flow through us, Lord. Let us be supernaturally generous to give. We ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Thanks for listening to this River Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest content. If this podcast has raised any questions for you, Contact us via church at riverlifechurch.org.au or through Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.